pray. Father, we want to say thank you again for your word. Thank you for the book of Jonah. God, it's so good to to sit and to listen and to hear uh, from you this book that tells us who you are, this book that reminds us of your love and compassion, this book that challenges us and convicts us of ways we have been living that are out of line with how you've called us to live. So God, we pray that you would help us again to apply this book and these truths from your word, help us to apply them to our lives uh, for your glory and for our good and the good of your world. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, that was the book of Jonah. Beginning to end. It's not often before noon you can say you read an entire book. But today, you have. So, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> no, we're, uh, it's been good to be together and to review the book of Jonah that we've been in the past uh, several weeks. And really, this book is answering several questions that we still ask today. One of them is, of course, what is God like? Seems like we all have a version of an answer to that question, what is God like? Some of us think God is angry and violent and harsh with us. Some see God as uh, loving and kind and gracious. Some see God as near and personal and close to us, desiring a relationship. Other people view God as far away and, and distant. Uh, maybe not even a personal God, but an impersonal force that is out there, some kind of spiritual entity that is, that is vague but sends good things your way. Maybe some of us think God is, uh, responds to us when we're obedient, or God responds to us when we get our act together. That's uh, when God will really listen to us. We have all kinds of different perceptions of who God is and what God is like. And so the book of Jonah is answering that question. It's showing us who God is. But you notice it kind of does that at the end with a question. It leaves us with a question, the very last verse in the book. Should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh? Maybe your translation says, should I not have compassion for this great city? See, the whole book has been building up to this moment, right? God calls Jonah, sends him to Nineveh. Jonah runs away, gets on a ship, gets caught in a storm, tossed in the ocean. God rescues Jonah with a fish, vomits him back out on dry land, sends him again to Nineveh. He reluctantly goes, shares a short little message about judgment, and the people miraculously respond. They repent. They're, they're grieved over their sin, and they cry out to God, and God's merciful towards them. God's gracious with them as they seek his forgiveness and mercy, and yet this angers Jonah. This angers the prophet, servant of God. So God says to Jonah in the end, and to us, I want you to see what I'm like. I want you to understand my heart. And he gives us this, this picture. Should I not have compassion on the city of Nineveh? These people that I created 
These people that bear my image, these people that I deeply love, should I not have compassion on them? Again, the answer is, of course, God should. Of course he should have compassion on them, and he does. It shows us God's love for the world, God's love for Nineveh and for the nations and for us, even those that are wicked and sinful and running away from God. God's grace is for them as well. And God's grace is for the rebellious prophet Jonah. We see God be kind and patient over and over again with Jonah who leaves us kind of scratching our heads. And so maybe that's what you need to be reminded of today. What we all need to be reminded of is what God is like. Maybe there are lies that we believe about God in our minds. Lies that are not true. Lies that don't line up with Scripture. Because Jonah tells us that God is a God of mercy. A God of grace. A God of compassion for the world. Though we deserve judgment for our sins like Nineveh, when we turn to him in faith, when we repent, turn from our sin and seek the Lord for forgiveness, he, he forgives. He's kind. He, he welcomes us home. He cleanses us and renews us and restores us, welcomes us. See, this theme in the Old Testament of God's grace and mercy is not just found in the Old Testament. Of course, it is in the New Testament as we look to the cross of Jesus Christ. We see God's great love on display for the world as he took the punishment that we deserve for our sins. Jesus carried our sins on the cross and died in our place so that we could be forgiven, so that we could experience the grace and mercy of God. So this is what God is like. And Jonas reminds us, or excuse me, Jonah reminds us of that. And I hope that's a great comfort for you today, but if we're honest, the book of Jonah ought to make us a little bit uncomfortable as well. Because we see over and over again, Jonah, this prophet who's getting it wrong all over the place. He's running away. He's disobedient. He's angry at God for God's grace and compassion. He never really acknowledges sin. And we're just kind of left hanging. We don't know how he responds after verse 11 of chapter 4. We don't know if he ever gets it. It's uncomfortable because we realize how much of ourselves we see in Jonah. It's like kind of looking in the mirror sometimes. We see Jonah's blunders and his disobedience, and we see the same sorts of things in our own lives and in our own hearts. We remember the book of Jonah is not just about Jonah back then. It's about you and I. The message is not just about what God is like. But it's about what we should be like, what God desires for us, how he wants us to live and to love others. See, like Jonah, we have a hard time with God's grace for others sometimes. We have a hard time with extending forgiveness and kindness towards those who have hurt us. We at times run and are disobedient. And so God's showing us in this example of Jonah that we should not be like Jonah. The, the example is that we should be different from Jonah. We should be better than Jonah. 
We should see God's heart for the world and likewise love the world. Love even our enemies. Love our neighbors. Love even those who have hurt us. But here's the catch. We see that God wants us to love people in this way. But in our own strength, we're not able to do that. In our own strength, we're not able to be better than Jonah. Because again, we're like Jonah. We can be selfish and and sinful and bitter and have a hard time with forgiveness. And so I I don't want to just send you out today with a moralism, with just go be better than Jonah, work harder, figure it out, love better. I don't want to just send you out with that law placed on you. We have to realize how. How can we actually be different? How can we actually live differently than Jonah? And the answer, of course, maybe you see this coming, is to look to Jesus. Really, is to remember the gospel. Because when we look to Jesus, we remember what God has done for us. And see, the whole book of Jonah has really been been pointing forward to Jesus. We see kind of the the symbols and the signs that are pointing us forward. We see that Jonah runs away, but, but Jesus came to us and was obedient to his call to die in our place. We see that Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days. Jesus was in the grave for three days before he came back to life. We see that Jonah has this anger about God's love for others, but Jesus showed us God's love for others. And so in every way, Jesus is greater than Jonah. Jesus did what Jonah could not do. Jesus has done what we could not do in loving our enemies. I mean, do you remember what Jesus said on the cross as he's being crucified? His enemies are, are spitting on him and, and mocking him and nailing him to the cross. And he says what? He says, forgive them. Even then, his heart is for forgiveness for his enemies. Love and grace and compassion, even for those who have turned from him and wronged him in such a, a profound way. And so when we remember that Jesus has loved us, even when we turn from him and we're running from him and caught in our sin, he died for us and forgave us. That's the key. Because do you see that when we look to Jesus and see how we have been loved, that then allows us to love others? When we look to Jesus and see how we have been forgiven, That allows us to then forgive others. It allows us to extend to others what we have received ourselves. And so if we go out and try and do this and try and be better than Jonah and love other people in our own strength, we're going to fail. Our only hope, our only answer is to look to Jesus, to remember the gospel, and then through him live differently. Through him and his strength and his love within us, that then will allow us to go and and live differently. Because when we really understand the gospel, it transforms us. It changes our hearts. It's really the only way. And again, friends, this is the, the difference between moralism and the gospel. 
Moralism says go and do, be better than Jonah. The gospel says Jesus has done what you could not do. So put your faith in him, receive the grace he has given you, and then, and only then, you'll be able to truly extend that to other people. So the takeaway this morning is not just be better than Jonah. Takeaway is Jesus has done what Jonah couldn't do. So look to him and remember that it's through him and him alone that you've been saved from sin and judgment like Nineveh. And it's through Jesus and him alone that you can live differently and be better than Jonah. Let's pray. Lord, we look to you and we say again, thank you. And Jesus, we look to you as our Savior and King, as the one who is greater than Jonah, better than Jonah. You did what Jonah could not do. You have done what we could not do. You died for us and saved us. And so we say thank you. Thank you that we have been forgiven of our sin, given new life and reconciled to you through the work of Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to leave this place with hearts that look more like yours, with a desire to love and serve our Nineveh, whoever and wherever that may be. Lord, we know that we can only do that through you, through your love and your strength within us. So we pray that you would fill us up, remind us of the gospel, and send us out in your name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.